Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. This is going to be an awesome show tonight, guys. We have an amazing guitarist coming on tonight named Xander Demuth, and I don't want to mispronounce his name, so he can please correct me if, unfortunately, I did, and hopefully I didn't. But um, he is described as a guitar virtuoso. I'm going to do a nice introduction for him in a moment, but before I bring him on, I always like to do a brief introduction about the concept of my show. And um, I started the show a little over a year, gosh, almost and a half ago now, and I want to first and foremost thank all of my fans and supporters, and just it's just been an amazing run so far. The guests I've had on the show, they've just been so many talented people in the entertainment industry, and I hope everyone will check out some of the podcasts, everyone from comedians, music, musicians, filmmakers, authors, the list goes on. So there's probably over about 100 interviews now, so please check them out and support all these people. I started the show with the concept of um, creating a forum where I could bring people on in the entertainment industry and help them just spread the word about themselves, get their names out there. Um, as an independent artist myself, everything I do entertainment-wise is all on my own. I know how difficult it can be, and I really wanted to give something back to people and help support them uh, to help them kind of spread the names about themselves and help them get their names out there. So on my show, you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like and what it's like to be in their profession. And a couple of things I kindly request that people keep in mind is um, my background is in psychology. Um, I have my doctorate degree in psychology, but uh, the show is not meant to be providing any formal therapy or treatment. It's purely for entertainment purposes, um, so we're not going to be doing any formal therapy. And I do want my guests to be open and down-to-earth and discuss whatever they'd like, but I just request that if you're going to tell any uh, entertaining stories, potentially humiliating ones or embarrassing ones, to just please keep any identifying information about the people, organizations, et cetera, involved anonymous, because I don't want the show to personally embarrass anyone. But I'm a huge fan of comedy, so please, I love my guests when they uh, tell some interesting stories about uh, their background and their journey in the industry that they're in. Um, Also, a little bit about myself, I'm also a singer-songwriter, so I can really empathize and relate to the music industry and just some of the challenges and difficulties that come along with it. So I have an album out as a solo artist, and I also do some writing for some magazines, combining my psychology background uh, with a promotional marketing aspect to help people spread the word about themselves. So if you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. You can call in tonight at 805-243-1320. I have all the information in the chat room, um, but unfortunately I'm a one-person show, so it's hard sometimes to go back and forth between the various uh, windows I have open, and I really want to focus on my guests. So please call in, and if you have questions, I will try to go into the chat room if you want to post them. I'd like to thank also Michael Stover from MTS Management Group. He had uh, kindly reached out to me and uh, rec- highly recommended uh, Xander Demus to come on my show, so give a shout-out to him. 
And I also want to briefly, before I introduce um, Xander, is give a shout-out to Tasting Grace and Craving Lucy. They're two amazing bands. I was fortunate to interview them, so the podcasts are available for them. And Tasting Grace is hosting this upcoming weekend. It is going to be a benefit for autism, and I'm all about supporting good causes. So this is going to be a great cause. It's in Mays Landing, New Jersey, huge bunch of uh, a huge roster of bands are going to be playing to help support the cause. So if you want to go to tastinggrace.com, all the information is there in terms of purchasing tickets, the bands that are playing. Again, it's Tasting Grace featuring Craving Lucy with many other artists and bands on the bill. So check them out this weekend. They're an awesome band, and uh, check out everyone else's music that's on the bill with them too. All right, so let's introduce Xander, and then we're going to bring him on the air. So I don't want to give too much away because his, his bio is unbelievable, but uh, he is a high-energy rock and metal guitarist that is from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, he currently fronts his own solo band, but he also plays in a Pittsburgh favorite party rock outfit that is titled Into the, Into the Arena, and he's also in a national tribute act named Sabbath Judas Sabbath. So you got to check out these bands. We're going to talk about how he multitasks and manages all these because I can't imagine being in so many different projects, but somehow he's able to do it. Tonight we are going to be promoting his uh, debut full-length album, which is going to be released uh, in the upcoming weeks. That is titled Guitar Cadia, and it, it contains 10 amazing tracks on it. And this guy is, again, he's just an amazing guitarist. So uh, everyone's going to have to check it out. We're going to play one of his songs tonight, one of the singles off of it. Um, we will feature on the show. And he's been making quite a name for himself. He has opened for acts such as Adrenaline Mob, Buckethead, UFO, Lizzie Borden. The list goes on and on. He's sponsored by um, some amazing guitar companies, and uh, he's gotten nominated for various awards, including being the best guitarist in 2011 for Iron City Rock Music Awards. And in 2013, um, he was nominated I'm sorry, maybe that's a misquote because it's not 2013 yet, so I apologize about that. I'll let him talk about that. Uh, sorry about that. But anyway, please make sure you go to his website, and it's uh, xanderdemus.com, and it's spelled X-A-N-D-E-R-D-E-M-O-S.com. So let's bring him on the air. Hey, how are you? Hey, Carrie, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Um, doing okay. Good, good. Uh, well, thanks welcome. for the intro. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm sorry about that. That 2013. I don't know where that came from. It must have been like a misquote or something. Okay. I'm not sure. It was in the bio, but I was like, Ugh. it's not 2013 yet. I'm getting a little far ahead of myself. But um, yeah, but welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on and support and promote your upcoming debut album, which is amazing. Thank you, Carrie. Appreciate that. Yeah. Cool. So why don't we start a little bit about just give us a little bit of background information about you, where did you grow up, and just kind of how you started to get involved in music because you're just such an amazing talent. I want to hear a little bit about your, your journey and your story, especially when you were younger, getting to where you are today. Um, well, basically, you know, it, it all started, um, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Florida, and, um, uh you know, right during the MC, right, right during the dawn of MTV, I kind of got into music because it, you know, I already like listening to music, and now when I was watching music, it's kind of changed everything. So, you know, the simple answer is just that, you know, I I saw MTV and I saw all these cool AOR bands, and I wanted to be one of them. You know, I wanted to do that kind of music, and um, okay. you know, not 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 too not too scientific. It was just, 
uh, it's, it's very typical of, of a lot of uh, people that you know, like those that are my age and working in the industry now and stuff. Um, so, but but uh, it's it, I, I remember like it's yesterday. It's kind of funny. Wow. So, how old were you about when you first started? You know, watching MTV and just getting into, like you were saying, that kind of area. It was. I was. Um. I was twelve or thirteen. Like right around okay. that time, I think. Yeah, I was um, basically like 12, I think, when I, when I decided I wanted to be a musician, but I, I started out on drums, and I wasn't terribly good at it, and my parents were like, you know, annoyed by, by the fact that drums were, um, they cost too much money back then, but then they said, okay, well, and, I, and then I kind of started getting into guitar because I started getting into Boston and Journey and those kind of bands a lot more, and I said, well, the guitar's a lot cooler anyway, and what I ended up doing was, um, I said, okay, let's get rid of the drums and get a guitar, and they're like, okay, that's not quite as expensive, well... Yeah, if only they knew a couple of years later. Right, know, right, right. You know, so that's that. So that's basically the uh, that's the genesis right there. Cool. Did you now for your guitar in terms of I mean your phenomenal player? Did you take any lessons or, or are you purely self-taught or kind of a combination of the two? It's definitely a combination of the two. Like I would take uh, a couple. I, I took some pretty good lessons in the beginning, just you know, so I learned the you know the basics. And I remember my second or third teacher even told me he's like, you know, you got to learn all these stupid rules, and then you can go break them. And then when you right. break them, you kind of do your own thing because then it creates, you know, you make your own style. And, and the best part about it was, of course, was the fact that um, I broke rules very early on in my development. So there was, like, some things that I was able to do because I just I, I just didn't understand, like, where you're supposed to put your fingers. So sometimes the tapping thing and all that kind of stuff, you know, it, it became like a um, – I, I said, oh, well, I have all these fingers on my right hand, but, you know, and let me – let me use those along with, you know, along with the left hand. And, and people will be like, well, that's not the way Eddie Van Halen did it. And I'm like, oh, well, it sounds kind of cool. Listen to this. And I would do something <laughs> different. And so some of these things became kind of natural. And, um, uh, you know, so I think that as, like, as the 80s probably came to a close and I became, you know, I was more of like an adult, like 21, 22, I kind of had my own style at that point, which was kind of, which I liked because um, once I developed my own style, the, the, cool, the cool part was is if I took lessons again from somebody, I basically just took, I was mature enough to take what they taught me and then work it into my own style somehow. So no one ever right. said, here, you got to play like the two guys from Iron Maiden or something like that. And, um, you know, because I would have basically like got up and demanded my money back. <laughs> I wanted right. I wanted to be right. developed, you know what I mean? Very cool. No, that's so, really cool. Yeah. I think like you're saying, that, that's so important today. I mean, you don't want to just kind of have a style that just mimics someone else, and I think that's really cool that you're able to, as you said, break the rules early on and kind of incorporate your own style, even if it mm-hmm. wasn't back then the right thing to do, because then, you you know, later right. in life, now you have your own unique sound. So that's really cool. Very cool. So who yeah, were some of the artists? Motivator. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Oh, no, I just said it was a good motivator at the time. That's all. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so if you're okay, so now you're getting into your early twenties, and is this like purely what you wanted to do with music? Did you have any backup plans, or were you, you know, going to school for anything, or even a trade school to just learn something, just in the event that music? Oh didn't? yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I basically I had my first degree that I uh, got in uh, Florida was in marine biology, and I, I minored in business. Oh, wow. And yeah, and then uh, that that was useless. And then so in the <laughs> mid nineties, I went back to school for MIS. And um, I'm a software architect now by trade, um, so I don't uh, – actually, I do have a day job, and because I work out of my home, I work remote, 
or telecommuting rather, I can, you know, if somebody says, hey, we need you to go on the road with this band or something like that, I can still do my job, my day job. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very, very grateful, very blessed, and very lucky to be in that situation because it's very unique, you know. And um, Very cool. Yeah, so... <laughs> So, uh, so that's, and in the 90s, you know, like when guitar playing, like when my style of guitar playing wasn't cool anymore, I actually was able to sit there and really kind of give myself a lot of, um, uh, you know, like opportunities to practice. And because I, you know, I kind of thought that, you know, it, it might come back around again. And then, you know, sure enough, like in 2001, 2002, people started to, you know, kind of get into more, you know, like I guess, I hate to use the word skilled players because I think everybody, you know, they have skills. They can pick up a guitar and make a song if it's on the radio. You know, mm-hmm. some might argue and say, well, that doesn't take skill to do that, but it's still, I mean, you know, some of these guys got out and played in front of thousands of people. It does take skill to do that. So I, my respect is there for those people, but at the same time, you know, like the shred thing or like the aggressive guitar or this kind of thing, it just wasn't cool until probably like the early 2000s again. And right. by that point, I had, I had like developed even more. And I think when, it, you know, when I started getting into bands, I, was, I felt like I was a much more confident player. You know, because I think before, I think I was always trying to play catch-up. You know, like you, you learn something, and then you see Jason Becker, and you're like, wow, I suck. And then, um, you know, you, you see another player, and you think you're doing good, and it's like, wow, I suck even worse. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, so, so I think in the, in the 90s, like, I was able to really kind of formulate my own thing a lot more. And then, you know, I knew that, like, as much as I liked the shrapnel era growing up there, like the, like the, the you know, like the, the Jason Beckers and the Paul Gilberts and, all of those guys that did like all the neoclassical stuff, you know. Um, I, I wanted to do more poppy stuff, like songwriting wise. So I wanted okay. to make instrumental music that wasn't like, you know, sort of like dark. I wanted to do like real kind of poppy instrumental stuff, you know what I mean? And that's how yeah. Arcadia kind of came into being. Very cool, very cool. So who were some, like, it was interesting the way you said, like, in the early 2000s, you know, that's when the style that you were doing started to become more apparent. So what were some of the bands that you can recall? you know, that kind of you were driven to at that point when you're like, all right, this is getting at least to be a little more relevant and you felt it was cooler compared to, I guess, in the past when maybe it wasn't as popular at the time? Well, I think what it, what it, what it was was a lot of, like, um, overseas bands like Dreamtide and Fair Warning and um, a lot of these these AOR-style bands, 91 Sweet, um, very obscure bands, Magnitude 9. They're from actually from Ohio. Rob Johnson is a guy that I know. Um, yeah, you, know, you know, not very well, but we know each other from Facebook, and I've known him for a few years. And um, you know, like these bands, you know, kind of, you know, they would come around and they would, they would put out, you know, an album and you know, sell a few thousand copies. But the cool part about it was that they kind of kept it going. And granted, these people, you know, some of these bands were selling out, you know, venues, you know, across the world. But in America, you know, with, you know, country or rap or some level of uh, pop or something like that was going to basically dominate the airwaves. But mm-hmm. you know, metal was that metal and hard rock were that one that one genre that just keeps gnawing at you, you know. And I think it was cool because like some now some bands were like, well, we didn't like what Nirvana did or something like that. Now they say, well, you know, I grew up in the, the Nirvana age, so I'm going to write something a little heavier that's got cool guitar playing in there or something like that. Like Disturbed, for example, like the band like right. Disturbed. Or bands like Trivium, Bullet for My Valentine, like all these really cool bands started coming out, and I was like, okay, this, this is great. Some of these guys are like 10, 15 years younger than me, but they're they're doing it. You know, they they picked up a guitar during one age, and they said, you know, in, in the in the information age or in the internet age, 
you have the option to basically, you're no longer being spoon-fed, you know, stuff right. that you're putting on MTV or the radio. You can just say, well, look, I'm going to go to YouTube, and I'm going to watch this Dragon Force video over about 100 times in a row because I can. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think that that, so, so people now have, so because they have a choice, they, they can say, well, some, the record company can say, well, Lady Gaga's got the most popular video on, on YouTube right now. And someone says, okay, well, guess what? I don't want to watch Lady Gaga. It's cool. You can watch it or you don't have to watch it. But if you're mm-hmm. tuned into MTV, you have to basically sit through whatever they're going to throw at you, you know, whether you like that song or not. Now you can basically just say, nope, I'm going to go ahead and listen to this. And, of course, stuff like Pandora and, you know, radio shows like yours and radio shows, you know, other, other kinds of blog talk radio. Um, right. They all, they all have the opportunity to, like, introduce, you know, different artists and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's, the, it's the age of choice as opposed to just, you know, the age of being force-fed. <laughs> I think, no, I think that's a really important point that you make that's definitely cooler today, like you're saying, that you do have this more of a diverse opportunity to, like you're saying, do what you want to do. But on the flip side, I just want to ask you this from this perspective because I know you're signed to a label and, you know, just the way labels still are today, and I don't want to say they're cookie cutter, but, you know, unfortunately, like you were saying, I mean, you know, the rap and the pop and that stuff dominates the airwaves. So say you do want to go down a little bit of a different loop, kind of like Trivium or something like that, do you think that's going to be more difficult for an artist to try to find a label? Or no, because there's labels out there that will pick that style up. Well, it's a good question, Carrie, but you know what? I mean, it's again, think about the early 2000s, American Idol. American Idol mm-hmm. has decided, you know, uh, for a lot of what's going to become popular. And I, I applaud American Idol on a lot of a lot of fronts because they they did put a lot of people forward that were that are generally like good singers and good artists and didn't have to quote unquote wait for a big break. They 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 tried their butt off and they they got there and they beat out the competition. I mean that's what this is all about. And right. you know sometimes sometimes it's about being discovered. You know, like somebody just says, dude, you've got to totally check out this girl or this guy doing this song or whatever. I mean, look look how Arnel Pineda got into Journey. Neil Sean was scouring YouTube, of all places, for singers. And wow. he finds him singing in a Journey tribute band. And they right. say, hey, you want, just like in the movie Rockstar, you're like, hey, you want the gig mate? You know what I mean? It was like one of those situations. You know, right. so it's like, um, you know, again, if, if, if it's not American Idol, it's MTV. If it's not MTV, it's Pandora Radio. If it's not Pandora, it's Blog Talk Radio. If it's not that, it's YouTube or Facebook or any other thing you can do to get out there. And, you know, me being signed to Rock and Roll Records, which I'm very happy about, they basically said, hey, look, you know, this guy is a little bit different. He's not writing, like, the neoclassical dark stuff. He took, like, a more high energy, high, you know, like a, like a rock and roll, like, metal approach. But, you know, definitely more, like, you can kind of hum along to the, the stuff that he writes. That's the, the reviews that I was getting on my, you know, on the album. And sure. I'm very appreciative of that. And, and the cool part about it is, it's just like, you know, everybody is going to fit into some respective label, I guess, somewhere. I'm not record label, but label. Like, somebody looks at me and they might say, you know, he's pop instrumental. Somebody, some people right. will say, well, no, he's definitely, he's definitely metal instrumental. You know, and it's but, but the cool thing is it stirs up a debate and gets people talking about it, and hey, life is grand. <laughs> yeah, no, I think again, I think it's just such a relevant point that you make too about the social media sites and and people just, especially like you're saying, the younger up and coming people, they have to take advantage of that because 
that's how with my radio show and all the other stuff that I've done that I've gotten out there. I mean, but it's from, from working your butt off, too. You can't just kind of sit around right. and expect people to just kind of knock on your door and say, hey, we're going to, you know, we want to sign you or we want to do this with you. I mean, it's a lot of work right. and persistence and perseverance, et cetera. So, yeah, I think that's so important to just, like you said, use these sites and push your stuff out there and try to get some, you know, acknowledgement and recognition. So, yeah, definitely. Right. Very cool. So why don't we do this? Why don't you talk a little bit about um, the album that you have coming out and let us know, you know, if you have a specific date when it's coming out and then we're going to play. And let me make sure I got this right because I know it's a tongue twister a little bit. Uh, White Knuckle. Where is it at? Hold on, I'm going through all my notes here if you want to help me. <laughs> white Knuckle Driving. <laughs> That's it. Yep, White Knuckle Driving. There you yeah. go. So, yeah, tell us uh, tell us about Guitar Cadia, and, you know, feel free to plug some of the members that are on the album with you, and then uh, we'll check out the song. Sure. Um, well, Guitar Cadia was uh, definitely in the works for quite a few years. I released an EP called Road to Guitar Cadia two years ago, and it was just kind of like a demo, really. It was just sort of like, hey, here's what's coming, and um, you know, once I got sponsored by these these companies and everything like that, you know, playing in the cover band or anything like that really wasn't going to, you know, they were going to say, hey, do you have any, like, anything original? Do you have, like, some material out there that we can sink our teeth into? So, you know, I put that out there, um, and I really didn't push it that much. It wasn't really until I hooked up with Mike um, Stover that, that, you know, really things started to really get rolling. And then I, then, of course, once I got uh, in touch with CJ Snare from Firehouse, um, you know, he basically took on the whole project and, you know, to engineer and master it and everything like that. And uh, it just, at that point, I, you know, I took some of the guys from Into the Arena and said, hey, would you guys be willing to do this solo band with me? They said yes. And, I, you know, a good friend of mine, Chris Patton, is a drummer, um, uh, was a drummer on the album. And uh, so everybody just kind of got together and we threw these things down. And, um, we, you know, everything was recorded at my, my studio, my home. And uh, it was everything was sent off to CJ for mixing and all that stuff and, and and that's and that's how it came about. I mean, it's uh, you know it was it was a project. I had all these songs written, some tunes I wrote, you know, between the EP release and you know the full length LP, the the full length album release. Okay. Um, but in the meantime, uh, you know, I've already I actually wrote about three or four extra songs, and those are going to go on my next CD, which I've just started working on again. Uh, which wow. Which is kind of funny. That's Very gonna be, cool. It's going to be a much slower process, though. It'll be way it'll be a lot slower. I'm not gonna like I will say though some things were rushed like it's Arcadia because we wanted to get it out by February 29th on an independent release and now Rock and Growl is re-releasing it on the weekend of the 24th and 25th which is really cool because my solo band will be fronting my national tribute band Attitude Sabbath you know the James Rivera's band um, oh, wow. in Akron and Pittsburgh so we're gonna kind of treat it as a you know album release kind of weekend. Very cool. Very very cool. All yeah. right, well, let's. Let's do this. I'm gonna put you on hold and in the in the midst of playing your song when it's before it and done, I'm just gonna do a couple of quick plugs for some people and then we'll come back and continue the interview. Okay. All right, hold on. Yep. All right, everyone. Again, you're listening to Xander Demus and we're gonna check out his one of his uh singles off the album. Guitar Acadia titled White Knuckle Driving. All right. So before we do that, I'm just going to play a quick commercial break from Zero by One Studio. And it's an awesome studio out in South Jersey. So if anyone's looking for any recording needs, they do everything from sound design for films, record bands, commercials, uh, whatever your needs are. So let's check that out. And then we will go uh, right into White Knuckle Driving from Xander Demus and his debut album, Guitar Acadia. 
Zero by One Sound, South Jersey's premier recording and audio production studio, featuring award-winning engineers, state-of-the-art gear, and spacious tracking rooms. Zero by One Sound offers musicians of any genre an exciting and professional recording environment. Call us now at 856-396-7672 to discuss your project and take a tour of the studio. Or visit us on the web at 0x1sound.com.
right, everyone, welcome back. Again, that was White Knuckle Driving off of the debut album Guitarcadia by Xander Demus, and we'll bring him back on in a moment. Everyone, please go to his website, xanderdemus.com, and again, that's X-A-N-D-R-M-U-S-S.com. So a couple, quick, quick couple more plugs again. Just like Xander, I've got a full-time job during the day, so it's been a long day. Uh, definitely want to give a shout-out to iRockTV.co. It's an amazing uh, website that features independent artists. They're going to be starting a magazine. So check them out at iRockTV, and that's the letter I, rocktv.co. So it's an awesome website, and maybe Xander wants to get his stuff featured uh, on their website. So just you can reach out to them. Really cool group of people. Third energy drink, uh, this is an amazing energy drink. It is specifically formulated for the female athlete, and you can check them out at flirtdrink.com, and I have an amazing working relationship with them where my song, Vanilla Skies, is uh, the featured uh, song for their drink and product endorsement. So check them out at flirtdrink.com. And last but not least, Davin's Den. I'm a huge fan of comedy, so everyone needs to check out Davin's Den, which is a fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. So if you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh at the same time, then Davin's Den is the show for you. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. To watch live episodes here or watch old episodes or to find out more about the show, go to Davin's Den on davincomedy.com, and Davin is spelled D-A-V-I-N, comedy.com. Okay, amazing, amazing work there, Xander. Very cool stuff. Thank you, thank you, Carrie. Very, very great stuff. So, um, so I, I, yeah. I have to tell you real quick, though. I actually have a hard stop coming up. Unfortunately, I had a, um, I had a family issue, <laughs> and uh, I, I pushed it off so I could basically uh, talk to you. Um, but I, I'll have to go in, in, in just a, about a minute or so. Um, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, is every? I hope everything's I totally okay. Apologize. Oh, yeah, no, that's... will be fine. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I apologize about that in advance. No, don't. No, gosh, I just hope everything's okay on your end. Um, so then why don't we do this? Definitely why don't fun. you, to tie things up, talk about, you know, what you'd like to talk about. If you want to fill us in with a sentence or two on your animal involvement, I think that's amazing that you do a lot of uh, work for the ASPCA. And also please, you know, plug all the different websites that people can uh, find you on. Sure. Um, basically, it's... Um, but I, um, I did donate a dollar for every uh, copy of Guitar Cadia sold. Um, and then I'll usually pick like the Humane Society or ASPCA. It's kind of like my the charity I chose right now. Um, I'm a big animal freak, so that's where a lot of that comes from. <laughs> nice. Then, no, me uh, too. Website is, yeah, so that's good. That's good. Um, but my uh, website is andrewdemons.com, like you said. You were actually saying my name a little bit wrong, though. <laughs> so oh, no. Okay. How do I – tell me how I uh, say, say it the correct way. It, yeah, it, it, it's Demons. It just basically uh it looks like um uh it looks like demos. But it's actually right. say, say, it's a Greek name, what do you expect? Where oh, are those Greeks are weird. I was trying to say demos because I know even Michael Stover in the email, he kinda of spelled it out for me and I guess I was still saying demos. Oh I'm sorry. I was trying to say demos. <laughs> oh, it's all good it's all good. Okay. Totally good. But but anyway, um yeah, I'm actually doing some um updates because I have my signature guitar that's coming out from McNaught Guitars. And um nice. We're going to be debuting that, so I'll be, like, updating my website to, you know, kind of reflect that, you know, for all the guitar geeks out there like myself. Very cool. That's awesome. That's It's amazing that you have all those sponsors, too. That's such a awesome thing to have, and that's great. 
I know, I felt very lucky, believe me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Very cool. So and last but not least, you have a Twitter page, anything like that that you want people to uh follow you yeah. on? Um yeah, you can follow me at um basically at Xander Demons. Um and then uh you of course you can get all that from my main website too. Facebook.com slash Xander Demons Music is my like page. Uh we're actually up over ten thousand, which is really awesome. And uh and uh, that's about it. I mean those those are the main ones that I use. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on, and I wish you uh, much continued success with your album as well as your upcoming album that you're going to be working on, too. And uh, let me know if you're ever anywhere in New Jersey. I'd love to come uh, see you play. Absolutely, Carrie. I appreciate it so much, and I'm sorry that I had to skate out a little bit early on you. Um, That's hopefully okay. We can, um, I'd be honored to do it again with you. Okay, great. And please, uh, the podcast will be available once the show's over, so please promote it, and I'll do the same because they get tons of listens. Uh, the more we promote it, the more listens you'll get. I absolutely will do that. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Again, that was Xander Demus, and I'm sorry, Demus, and I'm sorry I mispronounced his name a couple of times. Um, So anyway, please check out his podcast if you tuned in late to the show. It'll be available when the show is over, and definitely go to his website, xanderdemus.com. Please pick up a copy of uh, Guitar Acadia, which will be coming out. And, again, we debuted White Knuckle Driving tonight on the radio show. So if you didn't hear it, definitely check it out. He's just an amazingly talented guitarist. Um, please follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will follow you. Also, uh, kindly befriend me on Facebook. I have two pages. If you, if you try to get into one of them, it's maxed out. But I started a second one to keep in touch with everyone. So please uh, check that out. And, uh Become a fan of the Carrie Edelman Show. I'd appreciate it. We have so many amazing interviews, podcasts, and a lot of information about upcoming guests that will be coming onto the show. And last but not least, I also have my um, Carrie Edelman music page on Facebook, too. So if you just type in Carrie Edelman, all the different pages will pop up. Next week, we're going to go into comedy again, uh, one of my other favorite passions. And we are going to have the comedian Mad Dog Mattern coming on. That'll be at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, and that is on the 21st of August. And this person is just, he is amazing. He is currently featured now on the Ronnie Rock Party Tour, which is part of the Howard Stern Show. So he's going to be going out to Vegas for all those guys. And just what a very unique and original comedian. I mean, he's definitely stands out. So uh, you have to check him out, and you can go to maddogmatter.com to uh, check him out and see some of his upcoming shows. So I want to thank everyone again for tuning into the show tonight. I truly appreciate all the support, and it's just amazing having so many guests come on my show from various areas in the entertainment industry. And we'll close the show out tonight with one of the songs off of my album, Leave It All Behind. If anyone's interested, you can find the singles on iTunes or the whole album, which has 10 songs on it. And it's on Amazon Music and all the major digital sites. So let me just go into the switchboard here. And uh, we'll close the show out with Leave It All Behind, which is the title track off of the album. So thanks so much again for tuning in tonight. And we'll be back next week, August 21st, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time with Mad Dog Matter. And also want to give a shout-out to Joel Richardson, who uh, has Soul Joel Productions. And he uh, manages Mad Dog as well as has so many other amazing amazing comedians on his roster. So check out Soul Joel Productions 
and uh, you can see upcoming shows and events that he has too. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week. Have a great night. Everything's the same.